0: Okay, so we're talking about the uh, person made a vow no more wine until the rainy season. (laughs) So the question is, does he mean the rainy season or the rains? And so, uh, kind of, we had one view as it depends on what he says, Uh, but the words are not always so clear. There were two versions. One, uh, we're on Samach uh, Beis 62b, and we're going on the Mishnah, uh, the second part of the Mishnah, where it says either, Ada gashamim, He's not forbidden to touch wine until the rain, or until the... Now, it could be that, uh, uh, why would he do this? Uh, that he wants to win favor in Hashem's eyes, and he says, I'm going to stay away from the drink, I'm going to be a good boy, Uh, and uh, until you bring the rain, you know, until you, uh, and you'll, uh, in the merit of him abstaining from wine and cutting this, uh, uh, drinking is, uh, can be very self-serving, you know, it doesn't benefit the world, it just benefits you, and so it's like a person takes on a fast, or he takes on not to drink until the rains. So if you're actually waiting for the rain, then Hashem needs to make it rain, it's not sufficient till the time of the rain. But if the purpose of it is he just wants to do it until a certain time, so then. But yeah, correct. Yes. 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 Uh, okay. Very good. Right. So that's how I took it. Also. Right. I'm not. Uh, so. Um, uh, so the the more I said though. Let's just. Look, we're going back to the wording of the Mishnah. So. Ad geshamim, he said, either until geshamim or ad shiyehe geshamim, or until there will be rain. So we said both of them refer to a time called the raviashni. I called it the second quarter or the second rain. Um, the very first rain doesn't prove much yet. There, there there's like a whole dry period uh, in Eretz Israel, and then there's like when the clouds start, when the rainy season starts. But that's the start. The Raviyah Shniya means it's like, you know, it's a gazinter, you know, it's here to stay. It thinks the, uh, we'll see more of the Gemara. So uh, that, that means that time. And then Rav Shemalil said, um, it means the, um, if he said, Zman Shal then it means uh, the rain. Um, uh, so there, again, there were just different views about this. So let's begin the Gemara at the two dots. is there Machlokas to Omer Adagashamim. Their argument whether it means the actual rain or the date of the usual rains, that's where he used the word gishamim, plural. Avul Omer Adha Geshem, if he used the word geshem, that's clearly adzman gishamim. That means the time. May so, The more has a question. As we turn to today's page, this, uh, every now and then you get one of these long questions. Some people like that, by the way. I, I you know, I teach classes, and so... Some people it takes them a long time till you get to the question. <laughs> you know the, sometimes the first thing they say, you right away know what's bothering them, and then other people, you you know, and and what, and therefore, and then you know, and then at the very end, okay, now I know what's, uh, what you want to get, what you. What you so <laughs> the more sometimes is like that as well. It just takes a while. Sometimes when we quote a teaching, we just bring the whole thing down just to give us context. So that's what we're going to do here. This is a longer question. Or a longer uh, proof. What's the time of the rains? When is the? I think literally the revia means like saturation. Is that a fair fair term? Or uh, I don't know. It, it sounds very similar to reviv. Revivin. So it's uh, no I don't it's the same word or not? Yeah. Yeah. Um, See, yesterday I was saying, like, quarter, second quarter, because yes. I was thinking football, but that's the... Uh, but I think, the, the, I thought now it's from the word, like, to, to water something. It's, it's to be um, marvia, like, is to... Uh, that's what I, I thought the word was. But okay. So when is the when is the time of the rains? Habachir, from the word bachor, the first. Uh, that's the uh, uh, That's in the third. And, of course, we all know, as Rashi says, b'marcheshvun. That's in Badan is the... Uh, the, the the average range, Beshiva, that's on the 7th already. Afehda, the later reigns, Be'esther Mishla, the 23rd. Divirimere. Uh, Rabbi Yudah says, Beshiva, Ubeshiva, Asr, Ubeshiva, the 7th, the 17th, and the 23rd. Those are the dates. Rabbi Yossi said, Beshiva, Asr, the 17th, Be'esther the 23rd, of Ubukodesh Kislev. He's got a later date of when these rainy seasons come. And since he's got a later date, you start fasting if you're worried that this is a sign of divine anger and that it won't be a good crop and you want to, uh, uh, you, you think maybe we have certain sins to take care of. So, the, the, at first, only the Sadiqim fast, only yechidim, only special people. And then eventually, if it really is bad, then everybody does. But the yechidim are fasting. And we say over there, again, we haven't gotten to the question yet, so, so why do we need to know these times? What, what's the, uh, why is it important to know when it's considered the beginning of the rains, the middle of the rains, and the end? So Raviyah Rishona Lishon, because that's when we start davening for it. Uh, we add it in our tfilis, that's the we start saying Mashiva Ruach when it's reasonable for the rains to come. So that's why we need to know when it starts. Sh- Robert Stein, Mashiach Ruch was on Shmi at Sars. This is Hossein Talamot to, oh, brach, listen. Thank to those thank Israel. Okay. Yep. Correct. Thank you, Hossein Talamot to Lebrach. Uh, Shlishis, the last rains, we need to know that if we're already at the end of the season and it still hasn't been coming down, it's <laughs> time to fast. So the beginning is when to ask. Thank you, Richard, for pointing out Hossein Talamot to And the end is when you're in trouble if it you got to fast. Ela, Shni, Elamai. What do you need to know the middle? What's the second rains? What's the difference? Rav and Rav said, For people, that promised when the rains are here. So, Amin Allah, come on, also. So, and we say over there, who does it go like Haritani? Roshin Gamliel says, Gishamim Shiyodu, when it rains, Shiva Yomim there seven days in a row, Atamon Hem Rishona the V'shniyah. Uh, then, uh, th- if it rains seven days in a row, you'll actually have the beginning rains and the middle because you'll, you know, it'll be raining enough to start the, the, uh, the, the season. Um, now, over there, um, the, let's see the Rashi on that, Ada Geshamim, the Geshamim tarti mashma. Gesham is double rains, means that you've started and it's also the middle of the season. It's, it's not very long, the rains that they have. It's not like a long, you know, but I guess it's enough, you know. The, um, uh, does he mean, um, the, the question is, is this, um, does this, this sounds like only one of the views we quoted before. Are we like that? So it says, well, this might be like Rav Hahuda um, Omar Ab and he says uh, that. Uh, the case wasn't that he said Geshem. The case was he said Geshem, uh plural, and therefore it's not really a um, doesn't prove anything. So we thought maybe we were uh, going to ask a question on one of the cases of our Mishnah where it said Geshem, and we said no. This case is where he said Geshamim, plural. So uh, at the end, uh, there's no there's no question. The uh, fact it's, it's takes the Mephoshim a while to figure out what we thought we were asking. <laughs> it's interesting, like some questions are obvious. What, who, who the Gemara was asking on, or the, 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 took the run like a little while to get to it. But the bottom line is, it's not really a question because it might not be talking about where he said Geshem, which we said there was consensus on, but he said Gishamim reigns, plural, which there was no consensus. So, so actually, when we say Mashiach, ha- ha- or Mephoshim, ha- or Mephoshim, So we're saying Hashem brings the rainfall, not any particular rain. Like son is all Mm she So It's the the general category, not not a specific rain. I think so, yeah. Hmm. Okay, new Mishnah. Uh, uh, Wine should be forbidden to me, I'm not going to taste it, no more wine for me. Uh, For this year. Nisabra and then the based in the is this year is going to be a leap year, they're going to have an extra month. So Aserbo will be Bura. He's forbidden the whole year and the additional month. Let's say, okay, that's halacha number one. We had that quoted before in the Gemara. Halacha number two, no wine until Rosh Adr. No wine until Adr. I got, uh, you know, poor means he wants he's going to drink again, but no wine until Adr. <laughs> So ad, so now they, now there's two oders though they added an ader so which ader do you mean? So ad rosh ad-arisham. Uh, the beginning, the first ader is the is the is the original ader, not the second one. Even though, by the way, there's no porim in the first ader, the porim's in the second ader. Ad sof ader, if he says until ader's over, ad sof ader arisham. that also would be the first ader. So what do we see from our mishnah? Al uh, either the the month of Adar, to come or Rishon, who we mean the first one. In other words, if there's two Adars, and when he makes the <coughs> vow, we're saying we interpret it to mean he meant the first Adar. Morris says, but that's debatable. Huda. Is our Mishnah only like Rebihuda Yehuda? we learned Adar Rishon Kastav. If you mean Adar Rishon and you're writing a divorce, so you write Adarishon, Adar Sheni, and if you want the second Adar, you just write Adarstam. Plain Adar is the second Adar. The first one, when there's two, the first one is the added one. It's, it's called the first. And the plain is Adar Sheni, Diver Rebeir, that's Rebeir. And we're saying not like that. We're saying that the, the regular Adar is the first one. Reb Yehuda says, no, coast of Stam. Adarishun is the plain one, coast Kosav Taninan. That's the second one. So there seems to be a machlokus when there's two, which is the one and which is the extra? <laughs> is it the first one or the second one? And our Mishnah seems to be weighing in on one side that uh, the plain Adar is, is the first one. So And that would be strange that both opinions can't fit in with our Mishnah. So, Omarabaya Rabbi, Filutema, Reber. Really, we can work out our Mishnah to fit like Rave.Hahi de yada demi a It depends on whether he knew there was going to be two adders in that. "Hi de lo, yada." And that's uh, when he knows that there's two adders, and uh, he says both. So um, so uh, then, the, uh, he adersh, um, then he means of Adar. then he means the first adder, when there's two. Um, I mean, it says not sure, right. Uh, if he <laughs> right. That's yeah. right. Uh, I've um, said the second one, when, he, when there's two, he means the second one. Uh, if he didn't know there was two, so then obviously not the he's not referring to the second right. one. Right. So it's no, uh, it could even fit like that opinion. You know, our mission, which says the first one, he didn't even know there was going to be a second one. So obviously that's what he meant but he wants to drink Adeloyedah. <laughs> ben <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Vahatanya. Uh, and uh, this Hatanya, as Rashi says, is a proof. Sometimes tanya is a question that uh, our Mishra could come out like that opinion as we turn the page. Ad Rosh Kodesh Adar Ad Ad Rosh Kodesh Adar It means until the first month. Im Haishishan Mubaris, but what if there's two? So then, Ad Rosh Kodesh Adarishani. So that implies, Mikhail, the, the, the labu. we weren't talking about that there's two yada. Sometimes he knew there was two and sometimes he didn't. So since we have two different cases, it's possible to learn the mission in two different ways. You can't really prove what would be when he knew for sure there's two adders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In these cases, why don't we just simply ask him, what did you mean? Um. Because it goes by the way people talk, the way the majority of people talk. So even what he means, he's not the uh, um, uh, his. uh, We we're going to go with the way the standard expression of the uh, of what's common to people, not specifically what he says. Okay. And then he he might have an agenda too. Um, I I mean I think it's a valid question. I just think it's um, you could ask this really much earlier (laughs) in the game. (laughs) And all of them, like, you know, just ask him what he meant. Or, now, sometimes you say he, he really doesn't know. He, did, he meant however everybody else means, whatever, whatever the words mean. Um, he doesn't have He doesn't weigh in on that. You're saying, well, he knew if he meant the first adder or the second utter. And I'm, I'm answering you, well, he goes, he's got to go with the way most people talk. Okay, let's see the Mishnah. This is a long Mishnah, last Mishnah in the parak. Okay, let's begin. Rabbi Huda says, Pesach. He says, I ain't drinking wine until there will be pesach. So the words themselves mean until Pesach is over, until there will be a Pesach. So lo but we interpret in this case that can't be what he means. Because Lo Pesach. He must mean that he he's not going to drink until he has a mitzvah to drink. Anyway, a mitzvah to drink the four cups, then he'll drink. Um, but uh, that's what we mean. Let's look quickly at the Rashi on the left side. Um kavin zesh lish, ad Shash derek adam He only means, I won't drink until everybody drinks. So everybody drinks And then. But, uh, so we interpret his words that way because that's the. Uh, uh, that that's the assumption. Back to the Gemara. Omer, um, next case. I'm not eating any meat uh, until the fast. Now, obviously, here he doesn't mean that he's going to eat the, the, the fast. By the way, is Yom Kippur? That is, that's the big one. That's, that's uh, hot som. That's the uh, you know the other fasts are you know relatively minor. Hot som, the the heavy-duty one is Yom Kippur. Now, you don't mean you're going to wait until Yom Kippur to have a steak. Nobody eats a steak on Yom Kippur. What you mean is there's a mitzvah to eat before Yom Kippur, and people who were not people of means would save their fancy meal for the day before Yom Kippur. That was the time. I mean, that's the time. If you, if you don't have much, that's the one time of year where it's all mitzvah. So the interesting thing is, uh, this makes it sound like you should have meat. Erev Yom Kippur. Not everybody would recommend a heavy, uh, uh having meat. Some <coughs> people say me, it means chicken, you know. The, there's not a clear custom to have meat necessarily, uh, but our Gemara sounds like there is, right? Because it says, you know, I Erev mean, Yom Kippur is treated like a in Halacha. So, you know, a, do you a, eat a, steak? Do you have that? You know, ain't that would That's right, right, yeah. right, right. That's right. Yeah. I, I, so maybe we should. It, I'm just saying that you don't find anybody um, pushing it necessarily. That should be um, maybe because it's not. It's just not. We don't consider it good to fast on a, necessarily on on something heavy like that. Or I don't know. Uh, right. I I have seen that there's it, there is something to have flachiks like you know uh, before not you know uh, Arab Yom Kippur. Not necessarily it has to be the last meal, but there is something about having a kash of a meal, something kash. Yeah. So, uh, so, but at any anyway, rate, it uses the word basr, enu asa ad lailsom the night before, Shlomis ad shashim eicham lechol. that's when everybody saves their fancy food. Um, uh, and uh, the uh, Rashi says he wants to be invited, <laughs> so he's not going to forbid himself. Um, and let's just do the earlier Rashi, Ella ad lailsom the night of the fast, he's not eating the steak on Yom Kippur, ad osr lal lamachar, the night with the before the fast, you're allowed to eat. Okay, next case. So uh, what happens if he says, I'm not eating garlic anymore? There are a few stories in the Gemara where people ate garlic and they had garlic breath. And uh, not everybody appreciates that if you're sitting next to each other and you have, somebody has garlic breath. So he says, all right, I promise, no more garlic for me. Until Ad Shete told to be So here also, the middling was to eat garlic Friday night. So he doesn't, uh, he's only usher until, he doesn't mean that he's going to, it's going to be forbidden on Shabbos, but it means that he's going to join in when the typical custom was to serve wine. That's when everybody eats garlic. Now the reason was, is that uh, typically, when, uh, um, if people have the option when to choose to be intimate with their wives, is a, a custom that it's ideal to do it when uh, Shabbos, Shabbos is a time where people uh, delight in the Shabbos and they experience, uh, they sanctify certain physical pleasures. And so that night is chosen. And when a person has relations, ideally, they look to be fruitful and multiply. And garlic was considered good for... Uh, men to have be fruitful. So it became the the Jewish custom to serve garlic Friday nights. That was the... Uh, uh, and uh, there and are some chickpeas. people that... What? Beer and chickpeas. Beer and chickpeas, okay. All okay. right? <laughs> right. That's right. So, uh, but... Uh, so... Breath, <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> is there a term garlic breath? or <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think so. Uh, but either way, if even though the, from the words that he said, he said no garlic until until it'll be Shabbos, you could have said till Shabbos is over. It's clear that he means everybody's making the garlic dishes Friday night that he's going to eat those. Next, <laughs> so uh, sometimes people refuse gifts. And uh, you, uh, you take that personally as an insult. What do you mean? You don't want my gift? It means you don't want me to uh, be considered friendly with you. You don't want to be beholden to me. So you say, um, I'm not going to eat, eat by you. I, you'll be forbidden to benefit from me. You'll be, uh, unless you come and take some treats for your kids. A measure of grain, and two barrels of wine um, uh, to drink. This is their bar mitzvah present, but you have to come uh, uh, for the kids. I wonder if that's just like a nice way to speak, for, take for your kids. You know, um, there are people that do that. You know, they give you some. They say this is for the kids. Don't you know? It means for the family. That's this is a nice way to say it. So is that for Hafres now, what happens if you're really not in the mood to take the gift? But on the other hand, you don't want to be forbidden to benefit from this guy. So you can nullify the vow. Now, how can you nullify? Shalom al-pi You don't even need a sage. You could say, You wanted to honor me. You really wanted to give me. Well, in this case, that's fine, but I, I, I really can't use the food. In, in this case, showing me the honor is not, by not forcing me to take your gift. Uh, let's see the Rashi, This, in other words, you you really wanted to give me something, and so you were being polite and saying, you know, I swear, you, you won't get another penny, unless you come pick it up, and so you're saying, you know, please don't get offended, I I, I don't really need this, uh, but uh, I I want you to be my friend, and so you can nullify that vow, because this is more of a, a polite vow. Let's take a look at the, uh, um, the run. Well, he doesn't say much. It's like five, six lines from the bottom. So even to Omar, since he said it, it's kind of clear what he meant, and therefore it's permitted. Okay. So basically, you have to know what the person means. This is kind of the. You know, you were asking me, well, why don't you just ask him? And in this case, we go by what he means. We can read his mind. This is the other way around. You come, you better bring your gift uh, or, or else. So Rebbeir says, Well, that's a, he's serious over here. they He says, You don't really need a sage to nullify the chope. A person can say, Okay, okay. It's as if you gave me the gift. It's as if I. In other words, what happened if the guy, you, you swore the guy better come and bring the gift? And he didn't bring it. So are you going to let him come to the party? So you could say, okay, it's as if I got it. You know, you, you're, basically you're still, um, these are more, uh, these are not real vows. They kind of are just um, uh, things to say to make the other person comfortable or not comfortable. Another case. First wine line. So in the old days, they had to marry off the women folk. It was too dangerous not to be married off. They weren't married off; they could be taken by the Cossacks, and they were. And so they had. You just couldn't be single. It just was not an option in those in that society. So sometimes you had nobody to marry a woman. So what would you do? I mean, even the, you know, even the the people that weren't such good catches were matched up. So what would a woman do? So uh, the, she could go to her uncle. Uh, they allowed women to marry their uncle. And uh, uh, especially if it was the, uh, their, mo- their mother's brother, that would be the one they would ask because uh, typically men are close to their sisters. And so as a favor, they, the uh, uncle would marry his niece who didn't have anybody else to take her. He would take her. Um, they also bring that uh, it would be a good marriage because people were products of their house. Uh, and uh, they knew that their sister's child would have the same uh, same uh, attitudes, the same uh, philosophies, and would fit in very well with the household. So, uh, so they're going to the uncle, and they're telling <clears> him, <throat> "Your niece is waiting." You know, they are they are putting all the pressure. Usually, there's a certain family member that knows how to do that, the mother-in-law, whoever and uh, he does not want to be bothered to marry his niece he's he says no way jose i forbid and and uh, he you know there's only one way to get certain people are so persistent there's only one way to get them off your case so he swears that i i'm conum her forever that i she'll never be again she'll be forbidden to me forever it's like do want to back somebody in the corner off they'll pull off an of that the absolutely that's their weapon that's the uh, um, so, or a uh, so or person uh, is uh, <laughs> that's right that's right katherine mcgar says she's or uh, the uh, person wants to uh, to get rid- to divorce the wife and uh, everybody is pressuring him not to do it. And he wants to go forward. So he pulls out the netter and says, no, that's it. I'm not giving another penny. Shalom. So uh, the, uh, the, in both these cases, he, one case, he's, he's basically making a vow to get divorced. In the other case, he's making a vow not to get married. So the question is, can he, uh, 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 can he benefit his niece in another way? He's not going to marry her. But can he uh, help her? Help her with something? Help fix something in her house, or give her some food, or something? Or the same thing with the ex? Can he do something? So his words were that she's forbidden to benefit from me at all. But we don't take his words seriously. We say we say hare uh, elu muteris laheneslo. He's permitted to give either the niece or the ex a benefit. Shernos kavnezah he was only saying, I won't marry them. I won't give them the benefit of being married to me. I won't, uh, but he didn't mean he wouldn't do other things for them. He would, they wouldn't be able to come for a Shabbos meal or whatever, or they wouldn't uh, help out the ex in some other way. He just meant, but there'll be no more uh, relationship as husband and wife. That's all he meant. So again, you have to just know from the context of what he meant. One more case like that. I am a sarah Shoha. sh'ochat, so you want somebody to come eat by you to come invite him, and somehow he's always refusing. And you say, And he swears, I'm, it's forbidden to me to enter your house, I'm not drinking a drop, stop stop annoying me to come take your invitation. So he's actually allowed to come in his house and get a drink of cold water. He just meant, I'm not going to come eat the meal there. Uh, stop bugging me, I'm not going to eat the meal. And he said, I won't, I will never touch a bite. So he didn't really mean a bite. He just meant, I won't eat a meal. Let's see the last Rashi. Shalom is Kavin Zecha Misar the Refuser. El Maruba. When you said, I won't eat, you meant, I won't have a full fledged meal. The Kiyomer Zechonu I, you said, I swear I won't benefit from your house leader Even though the words sound like I'm not stepping foot in your house, he didn't mean that. I'm not having a long meal. Uh, that's all that he meant. So again, it's kind of an interesting thing that here we ignore the words and we look at the situation. Just like when you make a vow in the mountain or the valley, we look at where you were when you made the vow. Here also we look at the circumstance of the vow and then we know from the circumstance what you meant.